right, guys, right now at Mile High Green Cross, you can get $99 pre-pack ounces and V3 hash oil bulk deals, five cartridges for 100 bucks like always, but they're also running a discount where if you sign up for their loyalty program, you're going to receive 20% off your entire purchase. You do that once per month. Never heard of Mile High Green Cross. Conveniently located at 9th and Broadway. They've got parking in the back. You can get in and out in nine minutes. They've also got Hyper, so you don't even need any cash to pay there. Pretty sure you still have to pay, but just not with <laughs> cash. Nice, I, don't, I don't think their deals are so good that it's just free. Look, at this rate, DNVR, give us a year. That'll be our dis- That'll be our promo code for free. Sign up for the loyalty program at Mile High Green Cross and receive 20% off of your entire purchase once per month. That offer extends to current members. Welcome into the DNVR Nuggets podcast, Tuesday edition of the show. Harrison Wind and Brendan Vote here, coming to you from Pepsi Center, following this 109-95 win over the Milwaukee Bucks. Nuggets back in the win column, uh, kind of putting away that rough two-game road trip, at least uh, in the interim here. First thoughts on tonight? The Nuggets are back. Are they? 4-4 four four out of the All-Star break, I think, each of the last three seasons. The last two seasons they've gone on to, including this one, the last two seasons they've gone on to finish pretty strong. So, yeah, it's the shorthanded Bucks, but a good start. A good start to the rest of the regular season. And, you know, the funny thing about the seeding up top, man, is these other teams are losing too. Yeah. So, the Nuggets, yeah, I know they lost that Clippers advantage, but they're, they're holding ground. Yeah, a loss tonight would have been... I'm just going to call it disastrous, even though we are in the March malaise, where you can't really read that much into stuff. But in the span of a week, the Nuggets would have lost to the B-team Bucks tonight without Giannis, without Chris Middleton, without Brooke Lopez, without Eric Bledsoe, so without their four best players, the G League Warriors, and the Cavs. But they didn't. They got the win tonight. So uh, Denver can move in the right direction, which I think they are. Yeah, I mean, it's what matters most is getting yeah. the win. So so we'll get into the game, of course. A lot of talk about Nikola Jokic in this one. He had an odd night. Uh, we will break his game down for sure. Jamal Murray had maybe the dunk of the year in the NBA overturned because of an offensive foul. We'll talk about that as well. Boo. But first, we do have to mention we are presented by Illegal Pete's. <laughs> Home of the stir. Home of the stir. That's so good. And also, we buried the lead. Most of you guys have probably seen the announcement. We've opened a freaking bar. <laughs> Bigger air horn. Big air horn. Can you believe it, man? We have a freaking bar. Dude, if, if we were sitting around in the office, maybe one too many Breck brews, and someone said, you know, it'd be sweet if we bought a bar. <laughs> like, yeah, that'd be the best fantasy ever. Instead, someone just gave us a bar, so that's cool, too. Yeah, if you guys have not seen the announcement, check out the DNVR.com or our Twitter and social media channels. We're moving into a bar located in downtown <laughs> Denver, Colfax and York, right by City Park, if you know where that is. Was formerly formerly Three Lions, then was Brett or Colfax, Colfax Sports Brew and Brew. Sports and Brew. I got something you. like that. Yep. But it's now gonna be DNVR. 
and we're really excited about it. I mean, this is as much of a bar for our community as it is for us. It's it's when we say our bar, you're gonna see us refer to it that way on social. If you're a member, we're talking about you. This is your bar. I mean, it's gonna be our headquarters, our office, but this is your hangout, and this is where you can come to meet fellow fans, to just have a beer in solitude, watch a game, to meet us if you feel like you want to. Like whatever, what we are trying to build online, your place to hang out with other Denver sports fans. I mean, this is just that in real life, straight up. Mm-hmm. The DNVR bar is going to be the central hub for Denver sports. No doubt. It's going to be the main social hangout and community gathering point for all of Denver sports. And it's not just going to be Nuggets fans there. We're going to have a ton of Avalanche fans there, especially on Friday, which is our opening night starting at 5 p.m. There's an Avalanche home game and a Nuggets road game that night. So we're expecting a ton of people for the grand opening there. And Broncos fans are, of course, going to be there you know, throughout the summer into the fall. Rockies fans throughout the whole summer. We're going to have a lot of great conversations there. I don't know how many of you guys listening have been to our halftime perch here at Pepsi Center. The bar is the perch. The perch is the bar. Full time, baby. Yes. If you're a first team all percher, we're counting on you to transition into first team all bar. You can do you both can. as well, though. You don't have to choose. I can't, if there's any bar to be a regular at. Like, if you're a regular in our mentions, be a regular at our bar. We want to see you hanging out. Here's how a Nuggets game could go at the DNVR bar. We have the game on the TVs, obviously. Game sound. Duh. Always. That's like my number one complaint when people are talking about watching Nuggets games at bars. There's no game sound. You walk up to a manager, you're like, hey, can you turn on the sound? And they're like, to what game? They, they look at you like you're talking Spanish. Like the Nuggets game? Yeah. We're in Denver. Yeah. Never at our bar. Right. The only tough decision is as sound or Nuggets sound. We'll have yeah. to figure out a system. Yeah, but. we will have to figure out a system for that. But we're pretty much going to be having a watch party for every Nuggets game at the bar. There's going to be people there. We'll be there. So there's going to be a big you know gathering at, for every Nuggets game at the bar. Watch the game with the sound. Then on a lot of nights, we'll have our post-game show that we currently do from our right. old office right. going on right at the bar. You can so you come can, hang out. Yeah, you can come hang out. You can stay for that. You can participate in that post-game show. So I can't wait, man. Um, it's going to be a game-changer for us, and I can't wait for this weekend. So And we know a lot of you are streaming games. We'll say the S word. We know that's what you have to do. Don't say it. No, nobody streams games. Don't watch it alone on your laptop. Like, we, we have it on big TVs, great visibility, at least 12 TVs. Watch it with your friends. Watch it with the diehards. Watch it with the DNVR crew. Ask us questions. This is a much preferable experience. And at a time when Nuggets fans are somehow running out of even more options to turn to for community, for coverage, we're here for you. This is your home away from home. Yeah. And the bar might be coming at a great time as well because – the future of the NBA regular season, at least with fans going to games, seems <laughs> yeah, might, to be hanging in the balance, too. You can't watch the games on TV. You also can't go to the games. Yeah, I mean, this I, – I, I don't know. I don't know if it is, but, I mean, was this maybe our last night at Pepsi Center this season? I thought about it. The last night under normal circumstances at the bare yep. minimum, right? Yeah. No, let, let's talk about that. Let's go a little inside basketball. Uh, obviously, with the coronavirus epidemic currently happening. Wait, what? Haven't heard of it. Coronavirus. No, no, corona? The beer? No, no, the uh, coronavirus. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but the one, uh, it's all around the world. Yeah, 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 that thing. So, 
all four major sports leagues come together and put out this memo that says no media will be allowed in the locker room. And um, so what that's going to mean here at Nuggets games at Pep Center is media is kind of going to be done like a playoff setting where guys walk up to the podium, coaches walk up to the podium, and uh, so on and so forth. But yeah, it's going to be different. And, you know, it seems like there's some stuff going on in Northern California when it comes to banning events that are like thousand plus people attending and i feel like that could filter over to nba games as well so we don't really know what the future is going to look like but the bar could be clutch for that as well i think you have to prepare for any scenario i mean in italy right now folks are encouraged to not leave their homes they're not supposed to at this point unless it's for work we know all around the world there are sporting events happening now without fans altogether so it's all on the table Maybe there's no fans. Maybe they postpone the playoffs. Mm. I've heard that's on the table. However, unlikely. It's hard to know what to prepare for, I guess. We just try to do our jobs in the meantime. <laughs> yeah. So today at the perch, the halftime perch, outside of section 144, first off, it was just popping today. We probably had like 30 people at the perch. Everyone was feeling themselves, yeah. too. There were, I think some people had some drinks at this Nuggets game <laughs> before coming to the perch. But I saw two of DNVR's own, Ryan Konigsberg. Happy birthday, Ryan. Big shouts, RK. Welcome to 28. And uh, also congrats on the half-court heave success. Gary Harris above 50% from three. All right, but he's been doing that for like <laughs> two weeks, so I'm calling mediocre take i think it was a good take i think it was a good half court heave gary harris has not really inspired a ton of confidence this year but both ryan and ali monroy drinking hot peak ipas Ooh, on the perch today hot pink. the hot pink ipa from breck brew it's flowing at pepsi center like a lot of breck brews are uh, they were drinking the hot peak tall boys some tall boys i think i'd be really weirded out by our quasi capitalist uh like, just convincing everyone to buy everything we sell. But it's all dope. Like, Brett Brews are dope. Yeah. It makes me happy when I see Ryan post a, a Hot Pink IPA drink because I wanted one. I'm glad he could enjoy one during the For game. For sure. Yeah, the Hot Pink IPA will be flowing at the DNVR bar as well. Of course, we'll have Breck Brew on tap there. How could we not? Every Breck Brew, I believe, will be on tap. Everyone? Oh, oh, I don't God. know. I should, I should catch myself. I've got to double-check that. But all the classics are going to be. Well, I don't even know if there would be a point at having another beer on tap. Because nobody would be getting it. Though, I just want to, if you're listening to this management at Colfax Sports & Brew, the Strawberry Sky tap, yeah. double it. Yeah. Triple that size. Maybe just like two separate taps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Or just a keg off in the corner that's strictly Strawberry Sky self-serve. Could be a good touch. I have to find the bartender that understands if, if I don't have a strawberry sky in front of me at all times. <laughs> Anyways, check out the Hot Peak IPA from Breck Brew. Also, a lot of people have, have come at me when I've talked about In We Go, and, and they're a little confused by it. Um, so I'm going to try to break this down for you guys because, honestly, I think In We Go is arguably the coolest sponsor that we have a partnership it's with. It's incredible stuff. It's an incredible deal as well because it's normally – 45 bucks a month or 65 bucks a month, depending on what you sign up for. But what InWeGo is, is it's basically a monthly membership for doing everything in Denver. Sporting events, concerts, beer tasting. You get into all of these events for free with an InWeGo membership. You can go to Nuggets games, Avs games, concerts at Pepsi Center, at Fiddler's Green, at the Fillmore, all around town. You can get into those for free with InWeGo. And like I said, it's normally 45 or 65 bucks a month. But 
but with code DNVR, you can get in we go for a month for free. So it's an incredible value. I have spent more than $45 at one of those events alone, just getting a ticket, beer, all of that. So, I mean, why pay more when you don't have to? And I know, man, as a transplant, there's plenty of those that listen to this podcast. I'm trying to get out more. I'm trying to see more of Denver than just the Pepsi Center. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there's no better way to do it than in we go. Yeah, it's just like a Netflix or a class pass for really dope events. Like I said, there are a bunch of Nuggets games and apps games on there, concerts, food tastings, beer festivals. And remember, if you use code DNVR, you can try InWeGo for a month free. It's a $45 value. All right, back here on the DNVR Nuggets podcast presented by Illegal Pete's Home of the Stir. Harrison Wind and Brandon Vote from Pepsi Center. Let's talk about this game a little bit. Sure. 109.95, the Nuggets get the win over... The Milwaukee Bucks B team, they were without Giannis, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez. Kind of their C team, to be honest. Yeah, I should probably just They went like past some reserves and into the end of the bench. Yeah, I mean, for Milwaukee, Frank Mason played 30 minutes. DJ Wilson played 21 minutes. But what does that do for the Nuggets? Because the Bucks are technically a great team, but they trotted out bad players. The Nuggets had no idea if they were supposed to play well or not. <laughs> yes. It seemed like the Bucks were actually trying to lose this game. <laughs> So, luckily for Denver, uh, they got the win. couple standouts tonight. Paul Millsap, 20 points, 3 of 6 from 3. I think he hit all three of those in the first quarter, I believe. And uh, Jeremy Grant, 3 of 7 from 3 for 19 points. Jamal Murray, 21 points. He got the game ball, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Did you feel like the game kind of turned after that Jamal Absolutely. Murray dunk? That Absolutely. wasn't a dunk. Yeah, it breathed some life into a game that... You can't blame the fans or the players for just kind of going through the motions in this game. But that moment was when everyone remembered, like, oh, yeah, we're at a basketball game here. Yeah. The energy just picked up. Yeah, so Jamal Murray got this dunk on um, – who is it on again? Good question. DJ Wilson. DJ Wilson, yeah. On DJ Wilson, just an absolute one-handed tomahawk jam, uh, absolute poster. One of the cleanest posters I've yeah, ever seen super clean. in my life. That's a good adjective to describe it. Arguably the dunk of the year, he got called for an offensive foul, kind of like the Blake Griffin off-arm elbow into the other guy's upper chest area. Sure. Except it wasn't even half as bad as a a Blake dunk. Yeah. It was a terrible call. And there were a couple really bad parts about the call. The worst part was it was called by the trailing official. The two officials closest to the play did not call the foul. It was called by the trailing official. He just felt like he hadn't had enough to do. He's trying to get involved. So the call is the extended elbow. It did hit him in the face, but like Murray got up there first, and his arm is in the air originally, I think, as like a natural basketball motion. Yeah. So Wilson takes off inside the circle late, jumps vertical into Jamal's space and up into the elbow. So it's a terrible call. Even if by the letter of the law you consider it a foul, the spirit of the law... That is one of the softest calls I've ever seen. <laughs> it's super soft, and man, this league is kind of soft. Technicals for taunting. It's so bad. Get out of here, man. It's ridiculous. I, want, like, I trust these guys to sort this out, to like be humans, be friends outside of basketball. But on a court, I want them to compete. I want them to taunt. I want them to yell at each other, have fun with it. Lame, lame stuff, NBA. But it definitely did seem that that Murray... 
dunk that wasn't a dunk really lit a fire under the Nuggets. And that was at the end of the third quarter. It closed what was a rough third quarter from Denver. I mean, Milwaukee outscored the Nuggets 17-14 to in that third quarter. So not the prettiest basketball. But there was just a different energy. There was a different buzz in the arena after that play. Nuggets were playing with an edge. And also Murray started going off after that dunk as well. He went into like fourth quarter San Antonio's first yeah. mode. So he had just two in the third quarter and then exploded for, wait for it, wait for it. I'm going to guess. My internet's not working. 13? Did 14? he have 13 in the fourth? I have no idea. I'm guessing. Probably about that. But, I mean, he just played with a different energy and uh, just really upped his game after that play. So that was a huge momentum shifter, I thought, because the Bucks were hanging around for really three quarters of this one. But yeah. Denver kind of you know rolled things in the fourth. Jamal really feeds off of that stuff, man. Oh, yeah. He loves that stuff. And you know what's funny? This is the highest level of basketball, so I think sometimes we assume, um, like, maybe there's this level of professionalism that prevents these guys from, like, enjoying this, but it's all anyone was talking about in the tunnel. From the GM to the players, Jamal, security guards, everyone thought it should have counted. Everyone thought it was clean. Uh, and also just, I don't know, I'm grateful for that moment, not just because it sparked the Nuggets, but because I was starting to uh, get jaded and grow jaded and, and and take being in the building for this game for granted. I was over it, and Jamal reminded me something dope happens just about every game. I thought Michael Malone should have challenged that call. So he should have challenged it. And then he told us after the game, when Matt Moore asked, that he couldn't because he had already used a challenge. Yeah. We've reviewed the tape. This is not true. <laughs> it's been a long season. I'm going to cut Malone some slack. I, I, he definitely did not use his challenge and then literally used his challenge like a minute a later. A minute later. I like how we all just stood there and no one corrected him. Pick your battles. I've made eye contact with a couple people being like, what? That can't be right. <laughs> but, he should have challenged yeah. it. Whatever. Who cares? At the end of the day, the, regardless of the call, the dunk still had the desired effect. It woke everyone up. So Murray had a big night as well. Paul Millsap, who continues to shoot the blank out of the ball from three, uh, really got Denver off to a good start. Jokic had a funny quote after the game because a couple guys were talking about this in the locker room. I don't have to go back and look at the film. But a couple guys said that Milwaukee was doubling Jokic with their four-man which is not always the case. You know, right. usually it's going to be a guard who comes down and doubles. Right. But Milwaukee – or Barton said this. A couple other guys said this. Milwaukee was doubling Jokic with their power forward. So Grant and Millsap were wide open for All threes night. for most of the game. Jokic had a funny quote. He said, quote, that is a mistake. Yep. Dropping on those yeah. guys is a mistake. Paul Millsap shooting 44% from three this season. His previous career high, I believe, was 38% or 37%. Do you think he's been Denver's most reliable three-point shooter this yeah. year? We stumbled through like a clumsy confidence power rankings a couple episodes ago. Yeah. But re-examining it, Millsap and Grant are two of the top three, you know? And really funny to watch them tonight trade off. Millsap comes out, lights it up. Mm-hmm. Like you said, that sort of same dynamic happens at the defensive scheme. Grant picks up right where he left off. Um he, the and yeah, I mean these guys might find themselves wide open in the playoffs, and we know that they're going to hit that shot, and that's a huge confidence boost. 
Definitely. Denver's had some pretty decent nights from three here um, as of late. 16 of 41 today, 39%. That's great. 41 threes. Is that a season high? I don't know. I haven't gotten the game notes here yet or the uh, the post-game PR notes, but that might be a season high. Yeah, Malone mocked our friend TJ McBride, who had asked a couple games ago about, about just the 20 attempts. Yeah. He said, yeah, 41 tonight. I know TJ loved that. <laughs> All jokes aside, though, you should love it because it's the modern NBA. You got to shoot more threes. So 39% on 41 attempts is good stuff. Can we talk about Mary Harris? Gary Let's Harris? Let's do it. Three for four tonight from beyond the arc, 75%. As we mentioned in the last show, he came into the night shooting 58% from three since the All-Star break on two and a half attempts per game. Harrison win. Gary Harris is back, yes or no? Well, I Let's don't... do this after every time he hits <laughs> a couple of threes. I have a feeling that... No, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't think he's back at the level he was playing at two years ago. Right. I don't think he's there now. But but this is the best he's played clearly this season. So and I'm not even sure he's gonna get back to the guy he was two years ago by season's end. He probably won't be, and that's too bad. But at least right now, he's playing at a level where he's a threat on the offensive end of the floor. And yep. that's something he was not really for most of this season. I can very easily conceive of guys like Gary Harris and Jeremy Grant finding themselves wide open from three in the playoffs. Yep, they'll have to knock down shots. They'll have to knock down those shots. Right now, it's looking like maybe we can count on Gary to hit open threes, if nothing else. Um, And he is shooting the lights out right now, if not on low volume. He had a couple from the corners tonight, and that's actually something a lot of people missed in just kind of looking at his year. He's actually been pretty solid from the corners really good, actually. for this entire yeah. season. He's just struggled everywhere else. Right. And he's been finding himself open in the corner a, a lot this season. I think had a couple tonight. But he just seems like he's in a much better place right now. Doesn't I- seem as tentative when he gets within the three-point line. Yeah. Shooting it with confidence. And I got to give Gary Harris props on this. He celebrates every single made field goal. Every single one. He holds his follow-through like a guy who's having an MVP season. Doesn't care at all. Looks <laughs> yeah. at the bench like, what's up with it? Yeah. yeah, I do respect that energy. Tentative was a good word. He looks more decisive, more um, more conviction. And he finished strong at the rim a couple times tonight. We've seen more of that. So you're right. I think we, can, we can't expect Gary to – be a complete player to you know maybe have added a new facet to his game like we've seen in years past, but it looks like we can expect him to hit open threes and um, you don't want to. It's hard to overstate how important that could end up being. Mm-hmm. Somebody who didn't hit a lot of open shots tonight, Nikola Jokic, thirty minutes, four thirteen from the field, one of five from three, nine rebounds and seven assists though for ten points. Is Jokic in a slump right now, Brendan? Semantics, right? I don't slump. There's something up. He doesn't look like he's having fun. He's not playing with joy. He's not super involved. So, yes, in that regard. Am I worried about Jokic's ability to turn it on at any point? Absolutely not. But it does seem like there's something going on. He looks like November Jokic. Yeah, I just don't think he is in a slump. I I believe this is Jokic maybe saving himself a little for what's to come in the playoffs. Maybe just kind of caught up in the March malaise but I wouldn't categorize that as a slump necessarily because I think if he wanted to, he could right. pull himself out of it 
at a moment's notice. It might be more apt to just say the switch is off right now. Yeah. And look, he came into this game. I don't know if he looked at the rim once in the first quarter. <laughs> he did not. That might be a little <laughs> bit of an overstatement. I think he did have one field goal attempt in the first quarter. Um, but he barely looked at the rim. He was in distribu- distributor mode from really the tip tonight. Uh, had zero points in the first quarter. Had one bucket on two field goal attempts, I believe, in the first half. Had a lot of assists. Was trying some crazy shit just with the ball. The full court Hail Marys, which, you know, I've been talking about that. It seems like he's throwing with it's, more regularity. It's his top priority yeah. right now. <laughs> if he's done one thing over the last month, it's perfect the full court Hail Mary. He's like, I will not shoot. What I will do is yeah. launch three of these a game. But he came into this game looking to set everybody up. And, you know, Denver had like almost 60 points at the half, I believe. So, you know, Denver was going on the offensive end. They didn't really need Jokic. But... As I was thinking to myself the entire game, Denver's three-point shooting is probably going to cool off a little in the second half. They'll need him to be more aggressive. And sure enough, as has been the case with Jokic before, when he starts out totally non-aggressive, sometimes it's hard for him to flip that switch in the middle of a game, I feel like. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. And so it just seemed like he didn't have that same touch around the rim in the second half because he really wasn't looking to shoot those balls in the first half. And so, yeah, Denver will need him to be more aggressive on but, the offensive end. But perhaps we should recognize, like, if anything, what Jokic's body language is telling us right now is, like, March doesn't matter. Like he, You know, I always wonder if maybe we should give him more credit for his understanding of when the switch should be on. Notice it was off in November. Notice yeah. it was off in the first week of March. Maybe Jokic is just on to something that is the rest of us should take note. Is he playing 4D chess here? Yeah. Is he playing 4D chess? He might be, man. Yeah. I, I don't think he's in a slump at all. I, I really do believe that he could turn it on if he really wanted to right now. The only thing I would say is, and maybe it's not too late, so maybe he's right. The only thing I would say is it's not just him. Sometimes being a leader would be recognizing the team needs a boost. The team needs to see themselves playing with joy, and I'm integral to that part process. So they may not have the same switch that he does, and that's something to consider, but there's still some runway left. So maybe he's just in no rush to exert a lot of energy. Yeah, that's a part of it. And that is Jokic's real final step as a superstar, setting the tone for his team in the locker room and on the court. And he definitely does come up short in that in those areas, uh, you know, throughout the season. But I don't think anybody's worried about him. I'm certainly not. We're not. I've got to think he's saving himself a little bit, as I really thought Paul Millsap was and, and has been over the course of the last couple of weeks post-All-Star break. So we'll see. I heard it might snow on Friday. I am so sick of this read. Dude, th- we, we do this all the time where we'll have a couple weeks without snow, couple 60-degree 60 de- 60 days. Everybody will declare winter is over, spring is here, and we'll get one final snowstorm that nobody's expecting. I really hope we don't get that this weekend. Spring. The Gary Harris of seasons. (laughs) That's incredible. That's incredible. But if you're still looking to equip your car truck with a snowplow, Denver Rubber Company is the place to go. They are the most reliable local partner for your long-term projects. Doing it since 1972. Highest quality products from custom die-cut gaskets to molded rubber to custom contract manufacturing, custom hoses. And like I said, Denver Rubber Company 
is your one-stop shop for literally anything, but really your one-stop shop for snowplows. Call them today, 1-800-259-0010, or visit them at drcfirst.com backslash dnvr. Tell them who sent I'm going to hit them up with some weird requests. Yeah. Like, can you guys make me some garden gnomes out of rubber? Just, I just want to test their... I feel like they can whip that up I here. bet they could. They probably have some in the back. <laughs> they definitely could. Check out Denver Rubber Company. So wrapping up here about this game, and then we can talk about maybe some bigger picture questions with this team. Michael Porter Jr., 12 minutes tonight, 0-2 from the field, very uneventful night from him, was the first backup small forward off the bench, which was notable because Torrey Craig had been that guy in the last two games. I mean, we spoke about Porter and kind of his trajectory this season on Monday's show, my personal take on it is he still looks like a guy who's not playing with a lot of confidence right now. Yeah. And I, I almost wonder if it's a case of, okay, pre-All-Star break, before the ankle injury, he was playing with a ton of confidence. Uh, he, he was playing through mistakes. He, he was playing free and at ease. Since he's come back, it seems like he's lost that confidence and playing really tight. I wonder, I, I really do, if, He's just like too far gone, you know, from a confidence perspective. He can really get that self-belief back here over yeah. the last 18 games. And, you know, some of that is on him, you know, rookie or not, de facto rookie or not, I should say. Professional athlete, got to have thick skin, got to have that that competitive desire to be ready to go. But I understand anyone who who is defensive of Malone's decision here and actually doesn't think MPJ should be playing so much they might point to these last few games and say, see, because he, he's looked really bad. But mm-hmm. I just maintain that the one time, the one stretch where he had the long leash, he looked great. So I'm with you. I think I just attribute this more to a lack of confidence and rhythm. Um, and, and, and that's too bad because at this point in the season, he should be past that. So he, I, and I don't want to make excuses for him. He hasn't been good. But again, I... I don't know if he would look like this if he had just been playing for a couple the yeah. last few months. And the injury was a big thing, and he did appear a little rusty when he did come back initially, but the sporadic playing time certainly did not help. You know? Sure. And this isn't – like now if you're Michael Malone, you have you – know, as far as the confirmation bias goes, you have a handful of games where he's looked terrible. And so recency bias is going to call on Craig Hall and MPJ. He might be less inclined, and I think it's kind of cyclical at this point. He has a hard time right now getting the ball within the flow of Denver's second unit yeah. offense. Yep. Did he even touch the ball once on offense in the first quarter? Had well, had a couple touches in the it, second but like, quarter. But was like just a cog in a play that like was never looking to score. Yeah. Play wasn't for him. He looks like he's really trying hard not to make a mistake. And he looks terrified to that's, me. Um, yeah. That's never how any player should play, and no player is really effective playing that way. So yeah, he, he's definitely struggling right now, and like we said on yesterday's show, I just don't have a ton of faith that he'll be able to pull out of it and get back to that level he was playing at pre-injury, I just think, kind of based on how the last couple weeks have gone. I agree, man. I think yeah. proverbial gun to my head, I would say he's a non-factor in the playoffs. So Denver sets out on a really difficult three-game road trip here. They've got the Mavs. They've got the Spurs. And then the and then Lake the Lakers, show. 
How are you how are you just feeling about you know this team heading out after they did get a, a win tonight? I feel much better. They saw themselves win. The crowd enjoyed the game, and I trust them to get up for some of these games now down the stretch, especially that Lakers game. You can call out Denver for no showing a lot of these big matchups or these particularly these nationally televised games, but they've been ready to go with the Lakers thus far. And man, I think they're due for a win over this Lakers team. I, I, yeah. I, and so I don't know. I, I feel good about it. I like the matchup with Dallas more than other people do. I think they got a chance to go 3-0 here. You wonder if the Lakers proved their point in that game against That's the Clippers. Sure enough, LeBron's resting this game tomorrow against Brooklyn. Which, if they remember, like they came in here not that long ago in full playoff mode. Yep. LeBron was not going to lose that game, and they almost did. So I think mm-hmm. it would be a mistake for them to take that game off, and, and I would expect Denver to win it if they do. Yeah, so we'll see how the Nuggets do. Anything else that we need to hit on from this game? I feel like we really uh, hit it all. I was asking some guys in the locker room, do they buy into the theory that teams can flip the switch? What do you think about that theory? Are you a believer? I think that if I'm a player, I probably look at that as nonsense. Like, I don't know what a switch is or I don't care about it. But I think some teams have one. Yeah. Um. I don't know if the Denver Nuggets as a team have one. Jokic does. To me, there's no doubt in my mind. So the Cavs, I think this might have been, man, three years ago when uh, Ty Lue was the coach there. but Or maybe was the year with Blatt. Anyways, they were 29th in defense in the regular season. Wow. And, you know, flipped a switch for the playoffs and were obviously much better on That's defense right. yeah. in the playoffs. You know, they weren't like elite elite but they weren't the 29th ranked defense so i i think there's certain teams that can i'm not sure if this nuggets team can i just don't have a real feel for them when it comes to that i asked michael malone about that after before the game and he just laughed it off about being a believer or a non-believer in team flipping the switch he said you can do it if you have lebron like i did in cleveland um but uh they don't have lebron they have Jokic, who but again, I think has a switch. Right, but, but it's different. And yeah. Jokic, I don't, you know, he doesn't flip it with for everyone else. So I don't think they do. I mean, I think it's going to be – that would, to me, would be the argument against this March Malay stuff we're talking about, um, which is real, like undeniable data that suggests this really doesn't matter that much outside of seeding. Um, the, the counter-argument is, yeah, but – Maybe this Nuggets team needs to see themselves playing well because they're not the Clippers. They're not the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe they can get right on this three-game road trip, put together some good wins over some Western Conference teams, potential first-round playoff preview against Dallas. Where are you going to watch the games um, this upcoming weekend? Uh, I heard about that bar, Colfax in York. No, you're talking about the DNVR bar, just this new. Yeah, 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 yeah the yeah, DNVR yeah. bar. Hopefully yeah. on Friday. I'll be there. Yeah, you'll be there? Yep. All right. All right, well, well, I'll see you there around uh, 5 p.m. Sick. (laughs) All right, we'll talk to you guys later. All right, before we get out of here, guys, just make the switch already. Go from that crappy $2, $3 toothbrush that you got to go to the grocery store to get Get a free Sonicare toothbrush. Just do it. Just do it. Just make the switch. Change your life.
If you schedule a cleaning x-ray exam, you'll receive a free Sonicare toothbrush from Green Mountain Dental Group. They are the best damn family-owned dentist in the metro area, and they're extreme Colorado sports fans. You can talk sports with your dentist. It's not like the most annoying thing when your dentist is trying to ask you questions and create small talk and you have your mouth open. You're like, dude, what do you want me to do here? I don't think I want my dentist to talk sports with me, but they can if you do. If you want to, they can. <laughs> Remember, get a cleaning extra and exam at Green Mountain Dental Group and they will give you a free Sonicare toothbrush today.